Good evening and welcome to Feats and Fables, the fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons streaming game just for adventurers like you. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts just by searching for Feats and Fables. If you want to watch us live and chat with us, join us on Twitch from 8 to 10 Monday nights on twitch.tv. Uh, Feats and Fables. That's 8 p.m. Eastern. So, I'm Paige Lightman, your DM. And I'd like to welcome you to Aglaron. Aglaron is a peaceful pastoral land of half-elves. Our heroes are part of the foresters, elite scouts and rangers charged with defending Aglaron's borders, particularly against undead from the evil fascist nation of Thay. Currently, our heroes are engaged in a battle for their life at Fortress Glarendar, a fortress facing Thay. So let's meet our heroes. So first, but not least, we have Victor Toussaint, a human eldritch knight fighter played by Ron Frankie. Way steep and undead. <laughs> Just like you like it. Uh, then I guess I'm not going to introduce the second character, but Joe Streaky's also on this podcast sometimes. Uh, he's <laughs> super dead. Like King Louis' head, he's super dead. Yep. Uh, then we have Ross, a lizard folk totem barbarian, played by Coda of Codab Games. Currently, you can call me Rosilla. <laughs> That is very true. Uh, and then we have Mira, a water genasi uh, circle of the land seamount druid played by Dr. Andrew Huang. Hello. Who's, and Mira is currently bringing up the other reptilian half of this crew as a <laughs> giant crocodile. Yes. Let's jump up and high five. Boom. <laughs> what? Your little arms are too short. They are. <laughs> And then we have the heart and soul of this party, Silvio, a Seder College of Eloquence bard played by Ben Heisler. Aoi, I did not uh, sign up for all of this fighting, but uh, I'm glad that we have two giant lizards to, uh, to fight it out while I stay safely away. You're looking for that wall again, huh? I found a perfectly good wall up here on the northern side of the battlefield away from everyone else because I'm a precious flower that also does not have a ton of attack spells. So previously on Feats and Fables, as you may have gathered, uh, we a huge battle developed at uh, Fortress Glarendar after our heroes rooted out a man posing or a Cambion, a half-devil, posing as one of the officers at the fort. Instead of waiting for a more opportune time to throw down, somebody, that would be Joe, as Wildfire, the dead one, decided he was going to throw down a huge fight ensued, and now he's dead. Uh, to be fair, the Cambion was also defeated. Yes, yes. Uh, the Cambion does not get a W for that one. Uh, there are still fights going on, and a dark shape is stalking the tiefling refugees as a mixed force of uh, incorporeal and ghastly figures are swarming around the fortress. 
I have to say, it's looking pretty grim for the heroes of Aglarant. So, speaking of it looking grim, Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. Wildfire is adrift, floating in the void. A being made of nothingness. A place where fire and light reflect upon you as you soar. The light gathers itself into you, becoming a blazing star of fire in your heart. Your consciousness expands, and you don't remember things. You don't remember who you are or why you're here. You're not really concerned with it. As you pause in the void, you hear a voice, and it's a voice you recognize. So, <laughs> I see you've ended up here, Wildfire. You know, I always said the nail that gets sticks up that sticks up gets pounded down. <laughs> That's what got me killed, if you'll recall. Master Elaine. Yes, the voices of your long-dead uh, wizard master, Elaine Corbier. Where am I? I don't... What happened? You're in the in-between place. You never did like the lessons on the planner mechanics very well, but uh, you're somewhere outside the material plane, not quite in the ethereal rain plane, Edging up against the Shadowfell, but the Plane of Fire has taken a complete interest in this, thus the sparkles. Huh. Given your heritage, of course. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a terrible place, I guess. How long am I going to be here? Well, I don't know. It's a rare thing that I would get to have this conversation <laughs> Makes me think of old times, you getting in over your head and coming back uh, much the worse with scrapes and bruises and burns. <laughs> we had quite a time together, for sure. As the, the, the void folds around you and, and firefly sparkles of bright energy pass by, uh, you start to remember things. Uh, you feel lines on your body that are uh, that are painful, and you remember thud hitting the the cold stone ground, and then you remember back a little further a dark figure with wings and a and a sword, and then you recall what happened and how you came to be here. Huh, I was right. Being right isn't as important as being alive, you fool. Well, I was right, though. I mean, come on, I was right. Dead in right is not nearly as good as wrong and alive. I wish I had been wrong and alive. If I had kept into my usual habits and stayed in my lane, I would have never tried to be on this Embark Council. 
they killed half the wizards in Velprinolar that year, you know, the Thayan assassins. I at least tried to defend myself, boy. Why didn't you? Well, I wanted to destroy the Cambion. I mean, he was right there. <sighs> you always were somewhat uh, of a glass cannon like that. Boy, you can't just beat on things like that. You're, you're a wizard. That is not what you're built for, unless you're taking lessons outside the sphere. Not really. I, I guess. I mean, there is. I guess there are some things I could have done to, to not die like that. Um, Here's your problem, Wildfire. Your problem is you were thinking of yourself. It was more important to be right than it was to think of the mission at hand, of the people who depended on you. And now the people who have depended on you have nothing. You can't protect them. You can't do anything because you chose to be right. So, I mean, you're, you're not wrong, Master Elaine. Well, hmm. I have... I have what may be good news for you. Ooh, I love good news. Well, yes, yes. In my current status of being dead, I've made friends with others. Uh, it's almost like one of the old collegia. <laughs> uh, but uh, you'll be tested coming up. And whether you are right or whether you do right will be important. Hmm. What's going to happen? Ah, the thing that always happens with young wizards who are too headstrong. You'll get more power than you can hang on to, and you're going to have to choose whether or not to hang on to it. Hmm. You're going to be sorely tested and perhaps even transformed by this. I mean, Interesting. You, you have the blood of Jan, but you have other than that in your bloodline, too. And all these folks seek to reach out and act through you to put the hand of the fate of the divine on Aglarond. Hmm. Sounds like fun. <sighs> Wildfire, my boy. This isn't about fun, you fool! Grow up! You are no longer a snotty-nosed, skinny, scrape-kneed boy on the streets of Velprentilar, stealing purses and, and bilking harlots out of a hard day's work, hard day's earned coin. Grow up! If you're going to assume any mantle of power, you're going to need to be mature enough to handle it. Or perhaps a different fate awaits. Huh. So what's more important to you? Being right or doing right? I don't know. I know you don't. I've always tried to lead you to good decisions and this is no different. In fact, 
one thing I think it's very important for me to tell you, and that's where we go to another people's turns. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I am the meanest. The worst. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't. <laughs> So important. Oh! <laughs> she loves cookies. Just make sure you don't give her because she's allergic to. Uh, this this uh, feels like a cutaway in an old Lucas Arts game. <laughs> now that is a comparison I am deeply flattered by. <laughs> All right, the fight music is back on. Ah, the last, last left. Left. our team of heroes. A huge battle for Fortress Glarendar was being waged. Uh, oh, I need to put an round counter in here. And it was Victor's turn. Uh, what had happened was the uh, one of the uh, officers in charge of the recruits at Fortress Glarendar uh, was found out to be a Cambion who they took into the courtyard and promptly Wildfire sassed him and then he slaughtered Wildfire. Uh, and then he called up reinforcements of uh, dark-cloaked uh, figures, of shadowy and corporal things, and of one really ghostly-looking zombie. Or shambling, meaty undead of some sort. Uh, everybody is tore up. Ross is enlargenated. Uh, Mira is a giant croconated. Goose tried to jump off the roof to follow Ross and is super hurt. Um, you know, uh, as as someone who is in actuality the owner of a just really not the brightest dog in the tool shed. Yeah. She's real dumb. Like Sam would for sure jump after a daughter belly after you. Yep. She just wants to be close to you. That's all yeah. she wants. Uh, though, since maintaining game state is everyone's responsibility, I also want to quickly point out that uh, Victor has both bardic inspiration and protection from evil and good on him. Uh, and, yep, and you got the Rass bardic inspiration as well. Yeah. I worked hard on those buffs. You did, man. You did. So, Victor, what are you going to do at all right, Victor's still embroiled with combat in these uh, foul creatures that emerged. So I'll swing at them with my greatsword glinting in the light. I'll do um, take advantage of Beyond 20's fancy new advantage roll system. And I'm cool. also great weapon fighting on this. Okay, swing for the fences, my friend. Uh, it says that I crit. Well, then you crit. Are you uh, sure you don't want the seven, though? No. Okay. <laughs> and the long sword right? is not magical, as I recall. Yes. Unfortunately, my great sword is not magical. So you're looking at 25 points of damage. Yes. But I will swing again. All right. All right. Second time. Uh huh. <laughs> no. Yes. No. I was just gonna say, uh, she was the twelve she was talking about was counting the reduction because normally we don't count that. I'm just making sure that it's count as twenty five points. Then it hits her reduction. 
Yeah, it's 25, 25 points of damage halved is yeah. 12.5. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm all caught up. I just... Okay. Uh, my second swing is a miss, but due to my crit earlier on, I will get a bonus action third swing. Ooh. Swing, swing no For my great weapon mastery, which I will continue to just try and put damage into this creature. All right, Run. any hits? Ron, what's it like to have feet? <laughs> um, it, it feels pretty good. I mean, what about I got... fables? Do you have fables too? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one with the fables here. Let's be honest. Okay. One of us is the bard. It's a fighter's job to have feet. Your job is to have goose. Uh, so that's 23 points of sadly non magical damage. Yeah, it looks like 11 points of damage on his end. Yeah. Uh, but the wisps of shadow are raggedy and the lurid yellow eyes floating in this darkness uh, are starting to look semi-translucent. Gross. All right, so I threw basically everything I had at that guy and he doesn't seem particularly worried. So <laughs> He is definitely worried, his feelings are hurt, and he is bloody. Victor sets his shoulders for a long fight and is done. Alrighty. Alright, so that is number Cyan. Alright, Ross. Alright. Uh well no, no, no. As... that is my guy who is fixing to attack you. Oh, that, yeah, well that hardly <laughs> seems fair. It does, I know. Alright, may I offer you a 19 to hit? I mean that is going to hit. Alright. Uh you may have uh, 10 points of psychic damage. I'm not resistant to that. I don't think you are. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. No, I, I take that right in the brain. Okay. Your brain recoils in pain. The rain in Ross's brain recoils in pain. Uh, all right. That is number blue. Uh, Victor, it will attempt to strike you. Alright, I will remind you of my protection of good and evil, courtesy of Silvio. Thank you for the reminder. Uh, I have an 11 and... Oh, I, did I roll it three times? Apparently I did. Uh, so I have a 19 and an 11. So that's not going to do it. No, you're looking for a 17. Excellent. Alright, this guy... Okay. That so number purple is between a rock and a hard place. It's going to try and attack the uh, marshal of recruits. Uh, and it will miss bouncing off her gleaming mail. All right, Brielle, the druid, uh, is going to. All right, uh, we are going to put some healing on the board. Yes, please. Uh, I guess she's closest to Mira. So, Mira, you can crock up 17 more hit points. Uh, I don't actually need them in my current state. Okay, then Ross. I will take every last bit of that. Oh, I mean, because they, they go they go to my current animal form, not to my uh, 
real hit points. Right. Okay. Yeah. So definitely do not give them to me. Okay. Uh, all right. Yellen Gwalian, the smith, is going to run into battle, assuming she can get there. Ugh. Geometry's hard. Yep. <laughs> so I do have to say, Paige, I love these five foot squares that we're in now. Like, they are. They are amazing. Mistakes were made. Mistakes, Mistakes were made. All right, However, she... I will say, I feel very much smaller than I previously did. I know, I know. All right, so she kind of does a boogity slide between the Rosilla and the Crocagator. And uh, ends up face to face with this uh, creature, and menaces it with her hammer, as she is the smith of Fortress Glarendar. And the silver of the hammer gleams in the the torchlight that lights up the area. All right, you hear a fight continuing on the parapets. Claudine Muslow. Uh, her actions refresh, and she mm, she's going to hit it. Ooh, she's going to put some damage on this one, and in fact, make it die. Her blade cleaves the darkness darker than the night itself, and it fades out of existence. So you're saying she attacked the darkness? Is it near a gazebo? <laughs> You may yeah. have an inspiration point, sir. I like bad what, jokes. What? what? Tim Chandler, thank you for the subscription. Woo! Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a different music. Hang on, hang on. We're playing. Oh, we have, we have, oh, we have subscription music? We, hell yeah, we do. Hang on. We've got to dance. I think... I feel like we should take this opportunity to thank everybody who has recently followed us, and thanks to your contributions, Cat, we can now also take subscribers. Ron, you're not dancing. I, I had to turn up my music. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, dear Tim. You are the best. Money! Oh. <laughs> Not that we only judge people by how much money they give us. That's that's no. that's how we judge everyone now. Stop <laughs> it! All right, back to the fight. Music. What? One second. No, I might, uh, you go. Okay. All right. Uh, right. Five armies. Back to the fight. Uh, it was Claudine Musselow's turn. She did the thing. End of round. Uh, you hear some fighting over here. Somewhere in a cutscene, there is a closet. It is a it is a small broom closet in an in an unremarkable hallway. Inside the closet, there is a hell of a racket going on. Like acid and alchemist fire and flowers poking out of the end of a quarterstaff. Yeah, there's light flashing out from under the door. All right. Uh, Silvio! Save us. This is not something I am really uh, prepared to do, but I can uh, make things a little bit difficult. Uh, so I will turn towards uh, uh, Spectre Blue over here. Uh, and we'll call out, uh, whoops, 
What manner of a creature are you? You can't even uh, get fully dark like we're seeing you so easily. Like, this is pathetic. Uh, and he needs to make me with himself. It will take one vicious mockery worth of damage. Thanks you because of my level. Ha ha. Joke's on you. Seven points of psychic Whoa. damage. Magical. That is the wildest. Uh, that is the wildest uh, vicious mockery I've ever seen. I didn't know they could do that. <laughs> yeah, all you gotta do is, you know, fucking dare him, Nathan. It's coming. Well, we know how daring people works out, don't we? Uh, unfortunately, we do. Uh, but that's... I'm far enough away from the combat. I'm still concentrating. I don't have a good bonus action, and I'm done. Mira Crocio. What you gonna do? Mira is feeling super crocodile-y right now. Uh, she's gonna shift over. See uh, right about there. Mm -hmm. And uh, draw upon her, her rather inspired feeling and take a nice bite at this uh, particular shade. Okay. Let's see if I click the things. You could even Let's... make me some kind of check to figure out what kind of shade it is. Uh, let's sure. Let's do that. Be arc arcanistic. Depending on the spell you or the skill you use, will alter the results you get. Survival we'll... naturey. <laughs> let's try nature. Okay. Maybe, maybe this is an all natural. Okay. <laughs> Might just be swamp gas, right? Like, like is it organically sourced? It's showing. It is showing. Table undead. There it is. I mean, swap to table. That that's that's how it plays in magic, right? Right, hundred percent. All right, that is awesome. You get another inspiration point for that. You can hand it off to somebody. I throw that immediately to one of my allies who is still conscious. So anyone but Wildfire. I would I jump up and take one. All right. I assume I don't get too much more information. It is unnatural. Unnatural. So. Well, try my crocodile bite on for size. I'm a magic, I, I play black in magic, and I like bringing zombies out of swamps, and it's just, it's my favorite. So this is a 14 to hit. I can't hear you, Paige. Oh, sorry, a 14 will hit. Excellent. All right, then it will enjoy, let's see here. Uh, click the button, click it. Seven points of bitey damage, and this will be magical because I have a certain uh. clawy amulet, uh, insignia of claws oh. on. Yes. Ooh. I thought uh. it was because you had a certain je ne sais quoi. Hey! Je ne sais quoi? Is it a clause for alarm? It, it mm. yes, yes. Um, and now this particular shade I've also sunken my teeth <laughs> into, uh, into it, so it is considered grappled. Like I, I am actually immune to being grappled. No! Snap shut. Yeah. Corporally whistles out of them. All right. All right. Uh, anything else? Got a bonus nope. action in there? All right. Seven points of, of magic bitey is about all I can manage. So. The magic bitey is pretty beautiful. All right. Algarial Moonbow. <laughs> Shit. Like... How do I help people who are behind ha! a Nidarian column? You go through the column. No need. No need. All I right. 
does the cowl provide any kind of cover or concealment? I doubt it, but okay. it, you know, he's not interested in taking a whole bunch of paint either. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so I will cast. Oop, you did not take that to roll 20. I will cast. Rewivify. Not rewivify. <laughs> yes. Uh, and with oh, Joe's screen is black. Eh, we'll talk to him when he gets back. Hey, hey. Sure fine. Oh, there he oh, is. Oh, there he is. Oh, but he's muted. muted. Oh, oh the... I was just dealing with the audio issue. So oh, okay. got back is the unheard. Yes. Uh, and with that, uh, you feel a sharp pulling sensation in that star of energy in your chest and you are sucked through something that uh, is utterly black and compresses and squeezes you and it's painful and then you take a huge gasp of air as your heart starts to beat again. You have one hit point. Don't spend it all in the same place. One hit point? I like it. I think it's one hit point. Yeah, one hit point. Uh, so that's that, and it's your turn. The timing is excellent. I kind of sit up, and I sit, and I, I look at Giant Ross, and I says, "Ross, the Tieflings are being attacked. What are you doing here?" Do I get a response now, or do I have to wait for dramatic effect? You can respond now. I mean, don't respond with the Gettysburg Address or something, but. <laughs> A short Four score and seven year ago. I regret not playing <laughs> at the same table anymore because I would take one of those big foam dice and wing it at your head right now. <laughs> Sadly, I have nothing made of foam that I could just like throw from off screen at me. <laughs> right. so, um, I am currently, I believe, in the midst of the rare and elusive double rage, so non-mechanically, obviously, but... Yes. Uh, so I'm going to just let out a, a guttural uh, alligator roar, uh, which, uh, again, I don't have a sound file for Yeah, it. what's up with so, that? Uh, unprepared, really. Yeah. Unprofessional is what it sounds like to me. Mm -hmm. Worse. Let me assure you that the, the gator growl is a terrible, terrible noise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I then I stand up and I cast Mage Armor on myself. That mm -hmm. seems like a wise choice. <laughs> is it supposed to be on fire like that, though? Another subscriber? Oh, Bologna! Oh, 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 Bologna! Oh, shit, the music! Who? I'm ready. Uh, Bologna! Oh, Bologna! 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 Or we all look real silly. We can do all the things. I, 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 I hope I hope you guys are hearing the music because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> They're hearing it. It's very quiet. We got to work on that. But that's that's for later. <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, both Tim and Bologna, 
the very least I can do to thank you for subscribing is to send you some free stuff. Uh, wow. If you will send your email uh, to, I don't know, the Feats and Fab Fables Twitter DMs or featsandfables at gmail.com, uh, send me your email address and I will send you some free adventures that Ben and I wrote. Woohoo! Who doesn't love free stuff? Enough. Stop. Free stuff is the best. Yes. Uh, all right. That's awesome. Thank you, Melonio. All right. Now, now okay. Game face on. <laughs> okay. Uh, five armies. There we go. Okay. All right. So, Wildfire, you have sat up. You've said things. Drawn breath. You're Cast drawn mage breath. armor. Cast, I cast armor, mage armor. Would you like to use half your move? Use half your movement to stand up. I will use half my movement to stand up, and I'll use my the other half of my movement to not be right here, because there are luckily what? no enemies in my face. Wait a second. That body cast mage armor and is moving to safety. It must be an undead. There's no way that could be wildfire. No, no. One, of, one of the spirits, uh, the Dybux, has clearly got Ah, that, that actually makes a lot more sense, yes, ultimately. Yes. All right. One moment, loading. You can keep going. I'm going to move in a second. Okay. As soon as my thing loads. Ross, with that crocodilian howl of rage, what you going to do? I'm going to bring my oversized longsword down onto this uh, shadow just in front of me. All right. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and use my inspiration. Good choice. Uh, because knowing Paige, I'll, I'll just be getting more in a moment. You guys are funny. Ooh. If you're going to be funny, if you're going to make me laugh, I'm going to give you inspiration. I still only got a 11, though. So <laughs> remind wow. me, remind me, the... the Bardic Inspiration is a D8? Because here's the benefit. If you fail, you get it back. So you might as well use it because you're only going to succeed on like a 7 or 8. I'm going to throw an extra D8 for my... Oh, and get a 13. So 13's not going to make it. But you're still inspired! Because oh, I'm hey. oh, hey. All right. So inspired. Never leave home without your uh, eloquence bard. No, don't. They are amazing. Uh... <laughs> All right, so the shadow darts out of the way with uh, with quick speed. Victor Toussaint, number of foes on the battlefield is lessening. All right. Fight. Glad to have you back, Wildfire. Ross, get your ass back to the tieflings. And then I will continue to lay into... Say, is that it? No, and then I'm going to start swinging my sword around. I gotta do the important things first, though. Put your sword in the air like you just don't care. Uh, 15. I guess... But we very much care. We very much care. I, I'll let that 15 ride. I think I think that should hit a shot. Yeah. Excellent. Because the one downside would be if a 15 hit and then I used the Eloquence Bard, then it would still be used up. Alright, so that's 26 or 13 points of damage in my language. Uh... Stuff. All right, second nice. swing coming down the pipe. Ah, seven. All right, I can I can do this. Why the hell not? Bam! Oh, oh, what? Yeah! Fifteen minutes. 
18 points damage, which I will call 9. Wait, but does that mean he loses his inspiration? Yes. No, I didn't lose it. I That inspiration just did 18 points of damage. Mm. <laughs> so that all counts as uh, uh, Ben's damage, right? Yes. <laughs> if we were better at math, we would keep track. <laughs> Ooh, shade! Shade! Yo. All and right. I will move slightly to interpose myself more directly between that foul creature and my probably friend that got raised. Still some suspicions. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, is your turn concluded? Yes. Then uh, Claudine Musolo says again! Attack with advantage. Oh, all right. She's your biggest fan. Yes, I will She's use boss is what she is. I'll use my reaction. Let's see. Oh, well, fifteen probably does it. Fifteen hits for another nine points of damage. Mm -hmm. It is looking quite ragged and shadowy and translucent. I'm basically just using the flat of my blade and just trying to squish it. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, so that was after your turn. Then number Cyan is gonna... Uh, I don't like any of these options. I'm gonna try and get Ross. Mm -hmm. I would you that you have disadvantage because of my bardic shenanigans. Oh, from Vicious Mockery. Yup. Sure, sure. Well, that uh, 20 will certainly hit. Except I was rolling with disadvantage. How about the 14? Uh, that will miss. Active healing. Nice. <laughs> uh oh. Now Ben's on all this pseudo damage high. Mm -hmm. Pseudo healing. We've uh, let it go straight to his head. Number purple is in trouble. All right. Take your attacks of opportunity as the creature sinks down incorporately into the ground. No. I will look at it sternly as I've already taken my reaction for the turn. Oh, sure. Uh, I have not. Oh, no. That doesn't use up my reaction. It does not. All right. Claudine Musolo shall try and swing at it. Uh, 28 will hit. We'll do 11 points of damage. Mm -hmm. And it disappears from sight. Coward. Like disappears as in no longer a thing, or goes no, sinks down into the ground. I was just daring to hope that that attack of opportunity sealed the deal. <laughs> Real close. Uh, la 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 la. After that creature's turn, uh, Claudine Musolo fixes Ross with a steely gaze and says, "Voila! Again! Again!" I will I will lift up my longsword and bring it down on them again. You may do so with advantage. Let's see. I do that will enjoy up your reaction for the turn. Advantage. Uh, an hit. 18 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, which will be... Let's see. That is... Um, oh, that's not actually including my rage damage. I did the wrong one. So it's uh, two for, plus two for the rage. So 13 goes to 6. That's correct. Uh, no, my sword is magical. 
Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> uh, and with that, you slice it in half, and it sputters out of existence. Wow. Woohoo. Well, we can't rest on our laurels. No. Our friend is alive, or possibly in dead. And right. I've been given an trouble. order. Uh, I'm going to start uh, turning back to where I came from and run for the uh, the the building with the guest quarters. The Bailey. The Bailey. <laughs> the hills. Yes. Uh, all right. So seeing that everyone is okay here, uh, Brielle Durafil takes off like a shot uh, to the west wall where there seems to be more uh, things occurring. Mm. There. Alright. Zoom. Uh, Yelinguelian does the same. Uh, you hear some more fighting up on the roof. Claudine Musolo also takes off. And she books her way off the west side of the map. Uh, all right. At the end of the round, uh, some tieflings come haul assing out of the bailey, heading towards uh, y'all, running for their lives, chased by a pack of shadowy creatures. Hmm. Uh, they are not yet on the map, but they will be on the map uh, at the end of next turn. Actually, no, we'll just move them onto the map because it'll it won't take that I long. Say, which side are they on? Uh, I shall show you. They're on nobody's side, just like in chess. Oh, oh it's so good. All right. Uh, let's see. So that's that's what you got. Page, do, does uh, do they at least still have my staff of flowers? I'm gonna be real upset if they, they don't. Uh, so it's only two of the templates, <coughs> um, forthright and Inchara, and uh, neither of them have your staff. Uh. So we only see two of the four tieflings. That's not particularly good. Well, 2.5. No, that's fair. I mean, if we had to choose one, I'm glad it's the uh, the one that's expecting. All right. Uh, so, and their pursuers are just behind them, which I will spawn onto the board here in just a moment. All right. Those going to the token layer. All right. Three more of these vile creatures are just behind them. Hmm. Is that? Oh, okay. Oof. Well, luckily. Silvio. Has one of them taken a battering uh, already, or is that so, left over? Um. When these things hit, they don't leave like a wound. It's more kind of a, a melancholy and loss of will to live. I'm referring to the shade that has the bloodied indicator on it. 
That's not a bloodied indicator. It's number red. Love number red. Right. Mm. You know what? Okay. I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it number pink so it's not confusing. I appreciate it. I can only handle so many things. We are easily confused. Do you know how long it took Ben to to drill into my head? Redmond bloodied. <laughs> now it's all he sees. That's all yes. he sees now. We played a lot of fourth edition together, man, and I don't think I don't think it took that long. Hey, I knew Ben before you did. He spent half that time explaining to me what bloodied meant, and you can't prove otherwise. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I just imagine scenes. It's like a movie right there. Ben starts describing bloody to him. Later, they're at a different table, and Ben is still describing bloody to them. Like, a different scene. Then they're at a dinner at, like, a diner. Ron's drinking a soda. Ben's still describing bloody. It just keeps on going. <laughs> He's out at, uh, out at the Marietta Diner getting night cake. <laughs> oh, I miss so much. I am ready to have them back again. And now I desperately want night cake. And is good news is it's way too far away because it's going to be <laughs> way too late by the time we finish this. Tiff's <laughs> treats. treats, though. Mm-mm, they will not be delivering by the time that I order <laughs> after we get done with this game. I see you attempting to, to get me to do that, and I remain Galadriel. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, so Sylvia is going to hear the sound of this commotion and is going to uh, scooch down and look around the corner uh, and is going to wonder if this works. Yeah, you see Inchara and you see Inchara and Forthright just doing that <laughs> run as they're heading towards you. Uh, so I am, I begin casting a spell. Hmm. There's no one around who would like to interrupt you. Great. Uh, so I will strum my bandor, and then I will cast... Uh, do you need a cone? No, I don't need a cone. I was going to do an area effect, but I realized that so close that they are, that putting an entangle down is not actually going to help our allies, because the bad guys will just be stepping out of it next turn without any actual uh, difficult terrain. I have cool spell tip. Yeah, I know you have cool spell templates. The bad news is it is not actually helpful for this. Uh, however, I will still use a spell template. I need a 20 foot wide to get the three of them in fairy fire, and then I need some deck saves. Right. 20 foot radius? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I'm only hitting those three, unless there's things off the map behind them that I can't see, which honestly I don't really care about right now. You know, I just want to. Paige just wants to play with her tools, y'all. Yep, pretty much. Like, can you blame me? Uh, so where's kind of... Do I get to control it, or are we going to play the fun game of no, no to the left, no, no to the right? No, no, up and to the left. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Back. So it's a 20-foot 20 20 foot cube, not a 20-foot radius. Oh, gotcha. I say that's really one of these four things, right? Gigantic. I'm very concerned about this massive rainbow that just appears. How about you not worry about the template? And okay, you just roll. We got full value from the template. Like, <laughs> we got the idea of what it is. That's what you deck saves from those three. Paige, just so you don't smite us all, I really love the template and would love for you to do more of it. Don't kill us, please. Anymore. Don't kill us anymore. You know, the good news about that crocodile sound is you can really get in there to brown nose, man. 
I I need it from the third one because I'm getting all three, yo. Oh, alright. There's no there's... Eh. Alright, so one of them is fairy fired. I declare pink. Sure. Uh and then I go back around the corner because that's that. Uh Oh, Wall. Only um, you understand me, Wall. The safety of 90-degree mm -hmm. angles. <laughs> okay, you sassy Todgers. All right, if that's all for Silvio, uh, Mira. <sighs> Mira decides that this is a good moment to maybe not be a crocodile anymore. She's going to step back just a few feet. Um... There's never not a good time to be a crocodile. Well, okay, you're not wrong, but she's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna drop this whole shenanigan. She's like, ah, too scaly, and uh, she's gonna fish that uh, piece of mother pearl out and go, and uh, guide this column uh, right into this spot here, right, just to overlap. Uh, yeah, the, the two of them. That's a good spot. Noted. All right. Anything else? That's it. Algariel uh, takes a look at those three and uh, runs into the barracks over here. Inside, you can hear them shouting and telling people to get out there and start fighting. This has all taken maybe 45 seconds or so. Uh, wildfire. Yeah, you get turns again. Ooh, I like turns. Uh, Wildfire will look at these three undead and kind of count the number, quickly count the number of allies who are too close to them. And it's four, which is the magic number. And so he will send out his uh, a magical wave in front with his hand, and it will kind of cover each of them in a, in a slight glow. And then from his other hand, he will release a bead of magical fire, which will explode into a ball of fire, engulfing like everyone over here but luckily our tiefling friends and goose and Roz all make their save and take no damage who is it time for the temple again no so my uh my friend my shadow friends there can make me a saving throw dexterity saving throw 15. all right we're pretty good at dex good damage thank you Pretty good at text, she says, and the rolls a nine. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And a ten and a nineteen. All right, so the pink fails, yellow makes it, purple fails. Thirty-three I'm... for full. Oof. Seventeen for half. Sixteen for half. Sixteen for half. Ooh, awesome! All right, they don't seem to take as much damage as you think they might. Oh, jerks. Uh, that's mm -hmm. so half, thirty-three is sixteen. <laughs> All right, I take half of 33, which is 16, and then I take half of that, which, which is 8. eight. Mm -hmm. 1 plus 2 plus 1 plus 1. I know, right? Mm. 16. Okay. Uh, and, then, and then Wildfire moves back towards the fighting that Perrin is involved in. Oh, okay. So Perrin is actually like three stories above you and off 
over in this direction. Yep, that he's moving in the same direction as the other uh, NPCs, functionally. Okay. Uh, Ross. So as I'm <clears throat> charging towards these uh, uh, shadows, and I, I see Goose there, who I can only assume is just the happiest puppy to see me coming towards them. Uh, I'm going to uh, uh, bark a command at him. Goose, take it down. Okay. Uh, uh, Goose tries to leap over in this direction, but her back legs won't hold her. So she just kind of flops about five feet and stops. Only five feet. Damn. <laughs> 40 foot movement. I was hoping for 10 at least. I mean, I um, she was hoping that you would jump right off like three feet and break her legs. And she, look, decision, bad decisions were made. Uh, and then I'm going to... Uh, Overheard in D&D! <laughs> bad decisions were made. Uh, I'm going to uh, fling myself into this combat. Uh, let's see here. 10, 15, 20, 25. It looks like it is about 30 feet to get to the other side of these shadows. Is that right? Did I do that right? Yes, it's 25 to there. So I will kind of throw myself up and over the the fleeing tieflings. Uh, and and off the map behind them? I mean... You put them on the edge of the map, DM. I don't know what you want from me. Like you did this to yourself, there, Yina. <laughs> <laughs> um, on hyena is put upon. Is true. Is true. And self-inflicted wounds are the worst. All right. And as I come down upon them, I'm going to swing my uh, longsword at the uh, sh- pink shadow. I'm going to put you here with the understanding that you're off the map to the east. Okay? I accept that. All right. Uh, so, let's see here. It is... I don't oh. have inspiration. I'm going to have to roll Human. not with advantage. What is this nonsense? They are so sassy. Uh, okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Attacking, if you're attacking pink, you do have advantage because it's fairy fired. Ooh. Mm. Well. You what you're going to do, buddy. Okay. Well, good news. I still get to try again with Bardic Inspiration. My 11 becomes a... 14. 14. 14 hits. Woo! Woo! Right. Hit well guy. done. You're going to have to get down, okay? All right. And that is going to be 10 points of damage, including the rage damage uh, this time. Oh. Does that also count your D4 for being embiggened? Ooh, it does not. Sorry, we, it's been a minute. I've forgotten that I get the additional D4. Uh, so make that 12 damage. Woohoo! I'm soaking up all this extra damage in my tally for... Uh, <laughs> uh, and before you get too excited, Paige, just as a refresher from my magical sword. I gotcha, I gotcha. Victor Toussaint. You are left in the middle of the battlefield, and everyone has run away from you. Well, he's used to it. Yeah. All right, Victor will head towards his charges, the tieflings. Uh, he will drop his greatsword on the way. He will draw forth 
a longbow from his quiver of Ilona. Knock it with a fancy plus two arrow, since these things are annoyingly magical. And I will shoot at the one that is but, um, debuffed by fairy fire. By fairy fire. Yep. It's like a hole in the world. It's so black, but then it's got, you know, kind of colorful pink and green and purple. Uh, so if you could add two to this, since I was not able to incorporate my arrows into the uh, equation, uh, 15 probably hits for 15 magical damage. Oh, so the arrow flies across the field, trailing motes of rose gold light, and you can hear hymns just faintly sung in Elvish. And, uh, it plops into the undead. And how much damage? Uh, 15. 15. It looks you dead in the eye and hisses. It did not like that whatsoever. I'll, I'll give it another arrow. Oh, that is only a 12. And, All right. Um, yeah. Your arrow uh, skitters off into the night, still glowing faintly where it stops, uh, brushed up against one of the, the walls. I will drop my bow, and using a bonus action, I will gather my greatsword back into my hand. I am done. Okay. Uh... I do continue to enjoy the just litter of arrows that you leave behind at every <laughs> combat scene. The litter, of, the litter of bows is what I'm more excited more. Uh, <laughs> I'm not great for the environment, I have to admit. I mean, you pick up the bows afterward at least, and the magic arrows. The rest of them you are pretty bad on, let's let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the arrows are at least biodegradable, mostly. Look, we That's solved true. this. We solved this I'm with our monthly... uranium tips on them, so... <laughs> We solved this all with our monthly community cleanups, okay? It's all part of being good rangers. Yep. Community that's, service. That's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to gift that. Alright, uh, so the shadows go... I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to make some saving throws against your Nidarian column, which is, I should know this already, a whiz saving throw? Con? All right, uh, 16 and a 17. What does that do for my damage from the Nidarian column, Andrew? Uh, let's see. Uh, I think those actually both make it because the save DC is only a 15. Okay. Yeah. So it's like half these, right? Yes, they do take halfsies. Thank you for halfsies radiance. Yay! Yay! Damage on the board. <laughs> and yes, the total is eleven, so they take five apiece. Radiance. Radiance. Hopefully they don't reduce radiance. Hopefully they don't take what? I was saying, hopefully right. they take that all. That damage yeah. actually does a lot more damage than you think it might otherwise should. Mm. We found their secrets. Ah, 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 ah. All right, that one moves to there. He's like, ah, get this me out of this. Here. Uh, one of them attacks Inchara, the other one attacks Forthright. Mm. Mm. Ugh. 
only I had feats. Or fables. <sighs> mm. oh, someday. Right. Someday. Someday. Uh, all right. So they move up and try to attack, and uh, damage is taken. All right. Uh, Brielle leaves the scene. Uh, Yelwin leaves the scene. The sound of fighting up on the the parapet have stopped. You're not sure what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the round, a whole bunch of tieflings run the fuck away. When you say a whole bunch, do you mean two? Yes. 2.5, run away. <laughs> 16. Hmm. More damage is taken. Whoa, it just provoked a lot of attacks of opportunity? They each provoke one. Hmm. I guess they're probably scared out of their minds. Yes. Uh, all right. In fact, Forthright rushes up to you and like tries to like throw herself around you. Aww. Help! Help! They're chasing us! Help! They got Lindress! Help! Ooh. I will attempt to console her during our upcoming break. Hello, Feats and Fables fans! We're back with the fight that never ends. Uh, it's a good uh, uh, my friends. <laughs> uh, yes. So things have started to resolve. There's fighting in other parts of Fort. Gl- Ooh, I have the wrong music on. Uh, there's fighting in other parts of Fortress Glarendar, and uh, two of our tiefling uh, refugees have come boiling out of the Bailey, running away from shadowy creatures. Uh, and it's Silvio's turn. Yes, sadly. What I should have done is I should have done, uh, prepared what spell I was going to cast when we were on break rather than, you know, that's not how spellcasting works. Spellcasters have to go through the entire spell repertoire at the beginning of each of their turns. Speaking that each name out loud in some sort of ritual. It is known, (laughs) Kalisa. Uh, it is yeah. known. <laughs> I think Purple Up Front uh, needs to make me a wisdom save as I look out and go, You're drinking La Croix? Really? You can't even drink something with actual flavor? Uh. That is vicious body at your wife! <laughs> not, not at some monster! That's your pawns on the board. You're used to it. Get some, get some bubbly. Come on. Oh. oh! Just so everyone knows, I'm going to pay for that later. But it yes, yes, like all we need a Lacroix sponsorship. That would be <laughs> given the amount of it we go through. Uh, all right, um, right. I'm going to make that save with advantage because uh, because I'm the DM. Mm. No, with advantage. Ooh. You're you're using my whiz save, not theirs. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, go for it. She has changed the rules. Pray she does not change. No, them it's further. um, I have, I have advantage. advantage. 
on all saving uh, throws. That's <laughs> cute. So, yeah. I don't yeah. have as many spells, though. But the thing is, her wisdom score is not nearly as good as mine. Now, the it score is like, whoa, blows me out the water, but... Hey. Alright. Uh, I have a 19. You have a 19? Ooh. I saw a 7, and I was like, oh. Alright, well, then you succeed. Noted. You can continue to feel good about drinking bubbly, tasteless water. How about that? <laughs> In case Laqua is listening, most of the Feats and Tables crew <laughs> enjoys delicious Laqua. We'd enjoy it more with a sponsorship. We're just digging our hole, guys. Just stop digging the hole. Just let it go. Let it pass. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Uh, Algarial Moonbow is off the board. Uh, wildfire. I'm gonna light one of these guys up. I'm gonna cast a magic missile at level two at the closest guy. That would be the purple one. Yep. So let's go one. Ow. So that's six, ten, fifteen. Yep. Yep, enjoy it. Alright, the missiles streak across the field, lighting up the bricks of the old fortress as they fly through the air uh, with orange light, and they explode into the shadowy creature, and it howls a disembodied howl of pain! I like that noise. That was a really good noise. We should sample that and include it in our tracks. Alrighty. Uh, Ross. Rossilla. So, just for your sake, I will step back onto the map. Thank you, Coda. You may have a point of inspiration. I'm going to immediately use my point of inspiration <laughs> and bring my sword back into this combat as well. That's a really um, terrible spot for you. Re remember, Ron. actually, it's still on fairy fire. Yeah. Not wrong. I will pocket this inspiration <laughs> and attack pink. Does a 19 hit? It do, it do. Fine, I'll I'll take the 18, just to be fair. <laughs> that will be 17 points of damage. That's actually... Plus a d4. Let's get it to 20, baby. Let's get it to 20. Oh. 19. So close. <laughs> uh, but that is enough to remove its foul stain from this world. Ooh. Excellent. Ooh. And I believe Goose is still under the command of take it down, is she not? She is, and now she's close enough to do something about it. So she is going to maul the purple one that has been toasted to the perfect, well-done temperature. With a 23 to hit. Girl hits. For six points of damage? Six points of non-magical bitey damage. All right, her jaws uh, close around this thing, and she swings her head from side to side, savaging the creature, which, of course, she can't really hang on to. But her heart is in it. Her heart is in it. <laughs> anything, else, anything else from Rosilla? That is going to do it for me. All righty. Victor Toussaint. Time to 
throw another bow on the ground and get your sword, or throw another sword on the ground and get your bow. You know me so well. <laughs> I will attempt to grab my token. There we go. And move myself into point blank range. But yes, I will drop my sword. I will pull another bow. I will pull one of my handful of remaining magic arrows, knock it, draw it up to my ear, close to the horrific scarring on that side of my face, and release. See, that's the thing, Paige. He does it with style. Jay does. And this will just be a normal shot, as I am completely out of Silvio buffs. Temporarily, at least. A15 hits. Uh, yes, so that's... Um, Yep, so that, that's five points of damage, because I, I, I didn't sharpshoot, and gotcha. the plus two arrow is not included in the calculation. All right. Then the bolt streaks, or the, the arrow streaks across the short space, leaving motes of rose gold light behind it. Well, I follow it with the sister arrow, this time doing ten points of damage. That is enough to remove its evil stain from the world. Yes. All right. Great one. I will drop my bow and summon my greatsword. I am done. All right. <laughs> uh, she is no longer on the battlefield. Eh. She's no longer on the battlefield. Hey, uh, Ross, you're, not, you're not that attached to Goose, are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, you wouldn't mind if I... Go on. Don't worry about it. Are you putting uh, column on Goose or on Ross? Because I think after Ross let Goose follow in that leap, maybe Ross could take it? Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Sure. Ross, I Ross, think he has uh, resistance to radiance anyway. Yeah. Regardless, regardless, uh, this this creature also starts sinking into the cobblestones in its immaterial form to try and escape. You may Ross and Goose may take attacks of opportunity. Excellent. And I will use my inspiration since we're heading. Uh, this is getting away for the 26. Uh, I'm guessing the 11 with Goose misses. Yep. Uh, so that's going to be 13 plus. By 13, uh, you mean 15 plus rage? Uh, no, this is including rage. Okay, so uh, 14. <laughs> Being big was way more exciting last week. 14 <laughs> points of giant sword damage. Right. Every point is sacred, my friend. Every point. Every point. Every point. Uh, all right. God is quite a rate. So uh, with that, the battlefield clears up. The uh, recruits have been rousted out of their barracks by... Uh, Algarial Moonbow, and have been fighting a group of zombies that have been attacking the west side of the fortress. Um, that is still five armies. Okay. There we go. Uh, and it looks like that finally there's silence fallen on Fortress Glarendar other than the cries of the wounded. Well, our squad at least will immediately go and check on the remaining tieflings. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, when you get into the Bailey, uh, you find, uh, Garneau's body about 10 steps inside the door. And as you, and there's not a mark on him. Uh, so clearly these incorporeal creatures are what done him in. 
and uh, you see Lindress lying at the the door of the um, broom closet with the staff of flowers in her hand, and uh, and still she dropped, uh, probably you'd guess covering everybody's retreat. Ross, we're gonna have words later. Is she dead? Oh, they're very dead. They... I thought they would be safe. And they are well out of revivify time. Ross, I say this with all due respect. You're not being paid to think. Sylvia will crouch down next to Lindress uh, and will... If her eyes are still open, close her eyes and say uh, say a funeral rites to um, Selene, uh, his patron goddess. Okay. What does this mean for our plans? Well, our plans to safeguard the tieflings have taken a pretty large hit. But hopefully we can still preserve the lives of the remaining ones. And how would you propose we do that? Well, um, Perrin definitely was right that this isn't the safest place for them. Um, I believe uh, the city of Escalant is a, I don't know if popular destination is the right term, (laughs) but many refugee tieflings go there. So we should see if we can get Perrin to help shepherd them there. Well, hopefully they will be safe amongst others of a similar situation. I don't understand. Wouldn't it be better for us to safeguard them? I might have failed these two, but we can protect the others still. No, might have. The place we're going is going to be very dangerous. Uh, I think bringing them along is more danger, danger to them than allowing them to go somewhere that will be safe for them. It's true. Our orders are to go into maybe not enemy territory, but the next best thing over great distances that it would be, even if we could keep them perfectly safe, just the journey would be a hardship. The area is hostile to life as it is. And if we're going to be chased by creatures like that, I mean... There will be not a lot we can do to protect them on the move. Sylvia will move over and do the same for Garneau. Okay. Hewitt, what happened? Hewitt uh, begins describing it to you, and he can do that verbally, I guess. Uh... Does he talk, like, in your brain, or does he talk, like, out loud? I think in my brain, let me go look for you. I think he talks in your brain, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talking out loud, I think, is, like, a special ability. Something happens, some don't. Sure. Yep. Um, he, uh, he says, in your brain, mm-hmm. that he, uh, he let them know that something was coming, and that allowed the big, uh, the big woman to uh, get ready to fight and she did and she rapidly figured out she couldn't hurt these things enough 
So she kept two of them at bay, uh, enabling the rest of them to flee. Mm-hmm. But they took her down and then caught one of the fleeing ones and then chased them into the courtyard. Did they look like they? And I, I kind of indicate the not Lindress, but um, I forget his name. Sorry, Gardo. Uh, Gardo. Uh, did they look? Like they were particularly focused on Gardo, or they were? Yeah. I will let everyone know. The I'll say the Lindress uh, fought a retreating battle and attempted to defend everyone, but they were too fo- focused on Garneau for him to be able to escape their wrath. She was, died a warrior's death. But Garneau was clearly the target. Lindress just held them off so her two other friends would survive. Perhaps we'll be able to play some sort of a shell game, making the enemies think that they are traveling with us wherever we go, and using the magic we found that can conceal Gardner's presence. Mm. That may have worked at one point, but I do not see the shadows here. They retreated which means they probably informed whoever brought them of their success. So, uh, if any of you would like to make repeat your skill checks to see what these critters were, uh, then you may certainly do so. Sure, that's a religion page? If you choose. I'll I'll, uh, try nature again. Okay. May I roll an arcana? I love arcana. (laughs) <laughs> go for it wow I am super bad at this yes and so are you wow why am I rolling twice that's weird I yeah yeah I've been rolling everything twice maybe you're just yep. that awesome you are that I'll figure it out eventually strong. Strong no I'm clicking once it's, there's something going on I'll figure it out later favorable scripting error Searching air in your favor. Right. Gain 200 uh, advantage. Uh, So, uh, Wildfire, upon consideration, you think that these are not actually undead. Mm. They look like Mm. undead. They act like undead. You think they're actually a kind of demon. Interesting. I will share that with my allies. Wait, so this is another type of incorporeal demon? I yes. need to get a magic weapon. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would imagine. So, what do I know about these incorporeal demons, Paige? So, with a 16 on your arcana check, you know that mm-hmm. a magic user of sufficient prowess uh, and foolishness can summon them and force them to do their will. Hmm. So these were clearly summoned by some sort of uh, demon summoner and forced and bound to do his will, which is to hunt all of our friends, for lack of a better term. And likely us, once we begin heading towards the sands. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I heard the sounds of battle from elsewhere. Perhaps we should check in to make sure there are no other casualties. 
Yeah, so it looks to you can tell by the tenor of the fortress that the fighting is over. And in fact, um, uh, Landon Arbalest and Dauphine Starbrow are running around trying to get people uh, doing what they're supposed to be, as is um, uh, as is Claudine Mousselet, who is pretty much assumed command of the situation. You don't see Perrin anywhere. So uh, I, I don't voice this, but Ras is almost exclusively worried about uh, among the command structure about Perrin. Uh, so I'm going to be actively seeking him out. You find Perrin, as well as uh, uh, Elin Gwalian, uh, in the uh, area of the HQ that serves as sort of an infirmary. Both of them are laid out on cots, and Brielle Durothil and uh, Algeriel Moonbow are praying over them. Do they breathe? Uh, they both do, yes. Perrin looks like he has been been run over by Guar. <laughs> like the band? Like, like the, band. the band. The whole band? Like the whole band. And they're giant swinging... Yeah. yeah. It is good to see that you live, Alistara. Brielle comes over and says, Out, 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 out. All right, I will. I will acquiesce because I I have nothing to uh, to to thwart a a doctor who is in command. So, uh, but I will also start seeking out uh, Lariel. Algeriel Moonbow. No, uh, Lariel de Harley. Oh, Lariel de Harley. Yes, uh, she has been up in the rookery uh, with a sword drawn in the doorway, waiting to defend her charges. She's uh, she's come off high alert now, and is uh, and is um, kind of going back and forth between the sick and griffins, trying to calm them. Lario, I need some assistance. She turns around, like, snaps her head around at you, and just goggles. She says, what do you possibly think that I would be willing to help you do when I have sick griffins here? It's... it's Goose. She's been hurt. Where is she? Take me to her. Like her She's her, in the courtyard. Her attitude changes 100% immediately. I, um, I don't know what to do. She uh, puts a hand on your shoulder. I can, I'll do what I can. I've got some pretty good doctrine. Let's go. She uh, she heads out of the rookery with you and then stops, goes back in and gets a, a travelway that is clearly used to move injured griffins right. and uh, heads back into the courtyard. She goes to look over Goose. And Goose kind of looks up at you and kind of makes the, the face. Um, a tail thumps. And uh, Lariel looks at her and just whistles. She, uh, her back legs are broken pretty bad. She'll live. Uh, it's a question of how much mobility she'll have. Let's take her up to the rookery. All right. I will, I will do any and all heavy lifting, as that is what I'm 
pretty excellent at. Yes. She she takes the other end, because uh, she's she's no wimp either. And uh, you take her up to the rookery, and all the griffins are like, say, what? <laughs> like, that is not a smell they have ever expected to smell in their whole lives. There is some very curious bird-like sniffing uh, going on. And she uh, she rolls uh, uh, Goose over, and Goose kind of makes pain noises, and says, I can splint her legs and give her something for the pain, but we'll need to get one of the healers up here. I will do what I can. And with that, I will go off looking for a healer. She grabs you and she says, wait, they're going to heal people first. It'll be tomorrow morning at the earliest before they can deal with Goose. Probably more like midday. At that, my my eyes kind of do the thing that they do when uh, I, I, I'm getting ready to go into combat and just go like razor thin. I can be pretty convincing when I need to be. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> you can. However, these people are doing their job. Goose isn't military issue. She'll be okay till morning. I'll give her something that'll make her sleep. All right. And with that, I will head off to, to do my best to not intimidate a healer into helping Goose. Well, the, the two main healers at the fortress are Brielle Durathil and Algaril Moonbow. And they're both hovering over a lot of very injured people. Damn, I think I've already been told to fuck off by at least one of them. <laughs> you have. Mm -hmm. Very directly. Well, I will go and submit my plea in triplicate, as is process, but... Uh... Oh, really? Who's doing your paperwork? <sighs> if only I knew someone who is good at paperwork. <laughs> like, oh all I can see now is just, like, Rast with a big crayon <laughs> trying to figure it out. <laughs> we don't no. I mean, they're feathers and like, they just, you break every time you, 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 you clip down your claws on them. I mean, the last time we gave you a feather, you tried to turn it into some kind of strange exotic <laughs> <one> claw. <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong. I mean, it's the accent piece on the loincloth. It br brought the whole outfit together. Especially when the feather's all sticking up like that. Like, ah. Yeah. Goose sick. Needs heals, please. <laughs> so, where, Victor, where do you, you have a moment? It? Victor, do you have a moment? Yes. I'm wondering if we should leave tonight. <sighs> we should strongly consider it. I think the plan was for you to do a round of remove curses in the morning, and then we could head out. But given after the that attack. Yeah, given the circumstances, I think we should strongly consider it. Um, let's get everyone together. Uh, why don't you mention to them we might be leaving, and I'll go talk to whoever's still vertical to see if we can get permission to leave, given the circumstances. Let me know if Perrin's okay. I mean, he was he was alive, so I think... Let me we'll, know. Let me know. Okay. Okay, I will go collect the rest of the party and bring them to my room. 
I'm not coming to your room. I'm helping out with the wounded. You can come and find me when you need me once you decide what's going on. Very well. So I'll try and find who's in charge. Um, so Claudine de Musselo has taken over as second in command. Uh, well, taken over command of the fortress because Perrin is incapacitated. Um, and his second, Dauphine Starbrow, is also incapacitated. And Sela de Heal, is she somewhere? Sladiel. Yeah, she's in Vilprinolar. Okay. She went with the Griffin Riders who are trying to get a veterinarian to take care of the sick Griffins. Okay. Little did she know, all she needed was a wildfire. Little did she know. <laughs> um, Claudine de Mousselot is running, like striding around in full plate, clank, 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 uh, seeing to people and making sure that uh, there are guards on the walls running a quick rotation with plenty of torches out there. Um, as well as torches out at distance so that they can, so the humans can see uh, in the night. She's probably trying to put up a strong front considering it was her direct report that was the Cambion. Yep. Uh, there is a cloud of familiars that is circling around the fortress. You, uh, she, As you are walking up, she is talking to someone with orders about the familiars to keep aerial watch. Well, um, she, is, she is covered in blood. Uh, and she is, um, actually she's not in her plate mail. She's still in a nightgown. Uh, she's covered in blood though. And she's super scratched up. Like she apparently took some damage after leaving you. Oh, I won't horn in when she's coordinating things, but I'll, I'll basically wait patiently until I imagine she'll have a moment for me at some point. Yes. Uh, she actually sees you, gives the international symbol for just one moment, mm -hmm. and uh, gets uh, uh, a mage there to cast sending, and actually sends to Saladiel to tell her what is going on, and gives a very brief matter-of-fact report, flat out saying it was uh, Ellen de Cessine, who had clearly been replaced with some sort of demon creature that had started the whole thing. Um, you, you you learn in the sending that Devlin de Tassin's body was found in the drill field. Like buried or? Oh no, it was a grisly hmm. walking undead thing. So as soon as the sending is over, she dismisses that person and says, Toussaint, I understand we have your unit to thank for this. We were just following up leads in an investigation. It would have been more appropriate to come to me. I could have avoided much of this. Well. I'm not mad there, at what you did. There are many things we would have I done. wish I, you had done it a different way. Yes, well, I have wishes as well. But looking to the future... Um, we were tasked by Perrin to leave uh, this fortress and also to get the tieflings out of this fortress. Um, Something about intelligence with uh, singing sands. Yes. And I think he also, you know, was intuiting something like this might happen and was trying to get us uh, far away, maybe somewhere where it wouldn't be obvious where we were. 
Um, Seems appropriate. We were thinking we would leave tonight a little earlier than planned. Are you sure your unit is in any condition to do that? I mean... It, it, we're, we might leave. Y'all aren't there. Get in your boxes. What? That's not going to stop me from making faces. There's no power in the verse that can stop me from making faces. <laughs> we're, we're rangers. We are at this virtual table. Thank you, Paige. <laughs> foresters. One night, foresters, yes. One night without sleep won't hurt us. And um, hopefully we can get out um, without potential spies knowing where we're going. Um, we also believe that the tiefling um, Garneau is on the Thayan hit list and probably the other tieflings are just included in it. The remaining tiefling is included in it. So we would like to get them off campus as well with a small um, patrol parent indicated that he could spare a few um, people to shepherd them to Escalant, where they will hopefully be safe through obscurity. Yes, there's a sizable tiefling refugee enclave there. Uh, it's a good plan. Uh, Perrin lives. He is uh, suffering from being brought back. Um, and oh. Yes, that was one of the few uh, few people that Agarol could bring back, uh, but he is still quite, quite damaged, and uh, I expect he'll be himself within a week. But till then, I've assumed command with his uh, blessing, of course. Go to him, clear everything with him, and as long as he's agreeable, that's fine with me. Just let me know what he wants. All right. In exact terms. Also, as I said, what you did was extremely valuable. And you did it in the wrong way. Because of that, people are dead. This is something that your command structure is going to want to discuss with you at some point. I don't view it as we did something wrong and people are dead. I view it as we thwarted the Thayan plot and if it had come to fruition, the um, repercussions would pro- would no doubt be worse than what happened tonight. If you don't look at look at it that way, well, so be it. Well, what I think doesn't matter, as I am normally not part of your chain of command. So, take it up with Perrin and Sila. Anything else? Nope, I'll leave you to it. Your unit looked good out there. We can fight. If nothing else, we can fight. Well, you can fight and you can think independently. The latter is actually more important than the former. They and zombies can fight. What they and zombies cannot do is think. I mean, most of us can do that. <laughs> Shh, you're extra thinky. So I will... Um... I mean, I don't have to seek Perrin out. I pretty much know exactly where he is. Um, and I will brief him on our plan of action. Uh, very briefly, since, you know, he's incapacitated. 
just uh, I'll tell them we want to leave tonight and we want to uh, get the tieflings out tonight also. And just, is he okay with that? Noted. All right. Dismissed. Oh, no, I was telling, I wasn't telling, I'm sorry. I, wa- I wasn't telling the officer. I was saying that's what I was doing. That's what I was telling the parent. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Yep. I'm sorry. I completely misunderstood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Claudine de Musla gives you a uh, completely impassionate dismissal when you're ready to go. Um, when you go in to see Perrin, Brielle will let you in, and she kind of comes up to you and puts her face very much in your personal space and says, five minutes, don't get him wound up. He was not only killed, but he was poisoned. And the poison stayed with him, and we're treating him for that. We're also completely out of spells at this point, so. Don't worry. I have just a a brief confirmation of existing orders. It should be brief. He'll probably get wound up, but that's apparent. She has a weary halfway smile and says, yes, that is him. Uh, She shuffles you in and... Perrin listens to your story. He uh, he he's gone from swarthy to kind of a uh, kind of a cool minty green. It's not a good look on him. It's just not a good look on him at all. Um, he uh, he listens to your story and says, "Well, that's a fucking thing." The Tessine, huh? Regrettably. Regrettably, he was a good man. I'd known him for quite a while. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, get the fuck out. I'll send the tieflings to Escalant with a bunch of troops I have heading that way anyway. We need to run that into the border in case there's something happening from sea on that end. Unlikely, but I still want it watched. Uh, Other than that, go to Singing Sands. Figure out... Oh, you're going to Singing Sands to figure out what this fucking thing is. Singing Sands is kind of big. Uh, look, give me, give me your map. I will give him the map. As Cause, a... Cause we know he knows you're a cartographer. Yep. Uh, he marks a spot on your map near Umbergoth, uh, which is the big mountain kind of between you and where you're going. All right. And he says, there's an old Rashemi witch that lives in this area. And uh, her name is uh, Tamith Traboga. And uh, she knows what's what. And I know her from way back. And she owes me one. If there's magic going on in Singing Sand, she'll be able to help you uh, figure out where it is and how to get it. She's not really someone who considers herself an Aglarondian, but uh, but she owes me a favor. And that's good enough. Uh, I appreciate that. And I'll get out of your hair. Yeah, well, you, I, I was busy and I didn't see what your team did, but I heard that you were the ones that set this thing off. It's true. We did. Yeah, well, Sladiel's gonna have my hide, but heh, not till I'm in better shape, anyway. <laughs> All right, get the fuck out, go. All right, so 
I'll find uh, Silvio first. Uh, Silvio. Um, Silvio you... up to his elbows in blood and guts that he's trying to put back into people. Alright. Once we're going to leave, basically once there's no one that needs your immediate aid anymore. You realize that wildfire is uh, a stiff breeze would fuck him up, and uh, Ras is not a whole lot better, and uh, Goose has two broken legs at least. This is your plan, Capitan? Yes, that's my plan. Well, it's a bullshit plan, but I look forward to seeing how we pull it off or all die. Before we leave, though, I would like to... Uh, Given that we have had these issues, I would like to find the quartermaster and uh, see if I can get her to trade out my very fine hat for something that you will find more useful. It was positively painful watching your weapons slide through those shadowy creatures. Very um, uh, impotently, uh, very limp dick. <laughs> you're, you're brave when you're inside another man's gut, Silvio. But no, you're not wrong. It, it almost drove me to distraction. Uh, I'd appreciate that you use your silver tongue to that. If uh, you could see about finding her uh, so that I could speak with her, that would be great. Uh, as a captain, you can probably uh, engage her better than I can, given she is likely trying to route supplies for medicine and other things around here. All right, I'll go see her next. I will head towards uh, her office, and uh, at that point we can try to make this switcheroo. Uh, so true to my word, I'll chase down the quartermaster and tell her we need basically standard travel supplies for going overland to the mountains. And also that I would like a magic weapon, something that can fit in my fancy magical um, quiver. She it's is a... already talking to Wildfire about those supplies, actually. Ah, <laughs> That's where Wildfire went next. <laughs> Wildfire might be knocked over by a stiff breeze, but he's still worth five or six weasels that just run around and look scarily at people. And he has his ratty <laughs> sock with him just so he can carry everything. Oh, the sock, yes. He His, uh, his bag of holding looks like a ratty sock. <laughs> uh, so Yellen Gwalion is uh, uh, bandaged up uh, it looks like she took several wounds in this process, and she's running around with m much of her staff trying to get everything put together. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what has Wildfire requisitioned? Just like horses and food and tents and cloaks and furs? And... Food, food, and, food and tent and, and traveling clothes. Not horses? I would assume that they don't have horses for requisition. They um... have a few. Do they have five? Uh, they do have five. Does not five does not feel like a few, but if they have five, I'm happy to requisition them. Yeah, they can they can get you horses for everyone. Excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, so like you know, uh, probably probably climbing some climbing kit, climbing kits as well because okay. we're heading to the mountains. Uh, she's also packaged up the black dragon hide because you guys were going to take that as a gift to the dwarves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, she includes uh, a double handful of potions of healing. Excellent. She's like, these need to be used in the fort, but Perrin told me to give you what you need, so here's these. Thank you. And unfortunately, we have a sword for you. 
she uh, goes and uh, gets a uh, sword, and the hilt and the um, crossblade are covered in dried blood. Uh, but it, it glows with a, a faint uh, greenish silver shimmer. Um. She, uh, she presents it to you kind of across her arms. This was a sword that belonged to a friend of mine. I think she'd want you to have it. Well, it will continue to serve in the defense of Aglarond. That is what she would want. Hmm. Thank Mira. you, William. I, oh. I appreciate it. Yeah, what I'll, you... I'll throw a few more potions in there that I think you can use. What's Mira been up to? Mira at some point will get done handing out uh, uh, sea handfuls of sea grapes to uh, the various wounded. Uh, <laughs> at, at this point in time, anybody who's going to live has had a good berry. Right. Uh, and then she comes over to uh, Roz and uh, puts a small handful into his clawed hands as well. Use these as you see fit. They want paperwork, Mira. Yes, In everyone. Triplicate. Yes. Mm, they won't heal her. Feed these to her, and I'll help you fill out the paperwork. Oh, that's mm. true friendship right there. That is true <laughs> friendship right there. I've, I've, I've won enough grants to be able to cut through this <laughs> stuff pretty quickly. <laughs> I will be in the rookery if you need me. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you you have to stay with me. There's lots of things for me to fill out here. Well, then you would better move to the rookery with me, because I will not be kept from her side. Okay. Mira, Ross. Ross, <laughs> is, Ross is visibly distraught. I, 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 I'm glad I didn't have to move the column over, Goose. Um... <laughs> and uh, we got messy. You we can definitely have. We can definitely fill out paperwork in the rookery. Uh, Live well, were kind of come, come walking up and, and kind of sidle up to both of you and say, uh, "We're going to be leaving tonight, just in case there's any uh, un any uh, potential thing attack or any effect from us staying here, given what we know." Mm, we can't leave tonight. What do you mean we can't leave tonight? I mean, we are all injured and tired. It would be foolish to leave. I think it's probably more dangerous to stay. I right? think the risk to us out there, completely unprepared and wounded, and frankly, I'm I'm completely, you know, spent spell-wise, uh, that I think that's a pretty high risk, but... Um, where is the commander? Surely he will have something to say about this. Well, he's the one that told me to come get both of you. That's what I supposed. It's a bad idea. Uh, as you guys are saying it's a bad idea, uh, <laughs> Victor will walk in. Oh. Mira will turn to him and say, this is a bad idea. We're... We're going to be sitting ducks out there. I don't know what you think is going to happen outside of these walls that's going to make us any more prepared to face what's coming at us. 
but it's a bad idea. Well, it'll put distance between here where Thay has power and in the middle of the plane somewhere where hopefully they don't. But Thay holds no power here anymore. We have slew their commander. Mm, I mean, you, shades, though. you saw the retreat into the floorboards the same as I did. They could literally be below us right now. And they could follow us out into the plains. They're not extraordinarily fast. So, given... But neither will we be. We're Actually, going to... I, have, I have horses. Do the horses make us faster? Anyway. Yes. Then... <laughs> Is Mira asking us about the way horses... <laughs> so, yes, no, yes, I don't know how fast shadows work. Uh, so horses don't necessarily make you move a whole lot faster. What they do make you do is have a much longer day of walking, and they carry your shit so you don't have to. Right, but we don't know. Actually, have zero idea how fast these creatures move. Yeah, your checks were ass. Mm-hmm. Right, so... but if they're gonna follow us, leaving now is actually gives us a better chance of making it out than waiting till tomorrow. Tomorrow they'll have time to repair. Whoever summoned these will potentially have time to summon more of them. He's probably whatever entity did that is probably nearby, right? The hope for leaving tonight is that we can catch him off guard by not being here tomorrow. But didn't he just come? Didn't they just come here for the tieflings, anyways? Well, the tieflings are being sent away as well. Right. So, are we the target, or are they the target? Well, we'll find out. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that we are going to be the target when they realize where we're going, and the faster we get out of here, how how would they know where we're going? Magic. I mean, power. they did kill a member of the command structure and infiltrate it. I think it's foolish to assume they have not done elsewhere inside the command structure. I trust Perrin, but like the longer we stay here, the more our our Orders are going to become known to everyone here. Maybe, but I think it, if if they, I think it's absolutely possible they've infiltrated their command structure. But doesn't that mean that they could just ambush us at some other point? Well, that's the nice thing about traveling on the plains. We don't have to follow a road. <laughs> okay, but right we can up. still be spotted and ambushed. It's not like it's just an infinite uh, open plain. Uh, my whole plan, anyway. We're going to take the risk. If that is what you order, then I will follow it. But I don't like it. It's a really bad idea. And I I can say this really plainly as a civilian who's not under your chain of command. <laughs> uh, I think you're making the wrong choice here. Look at your crew. We're tore down. A child with a, uh, a sweet stick could murder Ross right now. I, I could go don't get one know to go if do I'd that. Go that far. Oh, I would probably take one of your younglings, but that would be about it in my current state. So, two children with sweet sticks. <laughs> That's the limit. Or one, right uh, or one possessed farmer with a pitchfork that could go right through rats and through wildfire. I mean, wouldn't that be quite a bit? So then you would be done to only commanding two. Sylvia says as he comes up without his hat. Sometimes we're basically trusting the distance to protect us. If you say that there might be a scenario where that gets us all killed, 
You're there are right. lots of scenarios. I, 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 pull make... out, I pull out the, 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 the book of maps that we got, the, the magical book of maps, and I'll point out like three or four different choke points that we'll end up passing through. <laughs> so I, I would ambush us here, here, and here. I don't know so, if there's that many choke points on the plains. In our, there like, are. The, there yeah. are rivers so, to be crossed and forded. So there are cliffs. Oh, sorry. Just as a point of order, as I understood it, and God knows it changes, uh, y'all were headed to along the watch wall to the slopes of Umbergoth, over to Shivar Pass, through Shivar Pass, theoretically under the river, if not over it, and then from there over to Singing Sands. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong? That's the okay. plan. Yes. Anyway, so it's, it's not plains all the way. The Shivar no. Pass is famous in Aglarondian history because uh, Thay has tried to come over it several times and they've never made it through Shivar Pass because it's so narrow that a small force of defenders can really screw up a large force of invaders. The plains portion of my argument only pertains to the period of time it will take us to recover from our battle wounds, which should be a day and a half of traveling or two. All of which but it means that we'll have to rest in the open plain somewhere. We would have to rest in the open plains anyway. Or you could rest along the watch wall. The watch wall is has got it's this uh, forty foot tall, ten foot wide, featureless stone wall with a staircase about every quarter mile on the Aglaron side. So there are watchers along the watch wall with some frequency. It's generally considered a safer area. If you ask this. Victor, I would ask for at least an hour to prep before leaving. Yeah. What are you going... I mean, you can have it. Then with that, I will will head off towards the rookery with my berries. Enjoy the berries! All right. Uh, when you uh, when you get close to the rookery, you can hear arguing upstairs, and uh, Brielle Durathil and apparently uh, Lariel Duharlay are having a heated discussion about using one of the last remaining scrolls of something for goose. Whatever you're going to do, make it quick. We are leaving at the top of the hour. And with that, I will begin fashioning a uh, stretcher. Okay. Lariel just kind of goes, see? And uh, Brielle rolls her eyes, leaves for a while, apparently talks to Perrin, and then comes back and says, yep, we'll use the scroll. Take that paperwork. (laughs) Uh, See, the, the great thing is, you go up there, and the whole time Maria's filling out the paperwork, and she's surely done <laughs> just as you come back down with Goose with whatever they've decided to do. <laughs> Unnecessary paperwork. Fate worse than death. Yeah. <laughs> Thus solidifying Ross and Mira's friendship in ink. Indeed. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> Nicely put, Coda. You may have a point of inspiration. Uh, I so... even toss that to my new bestie, Mira. Oh. <laughs> I'm just gonna Mira's just gonna tuck the paperwork away because she's she knows we're gonna need it again in the future. <laughs> it's very true. Just change. All right. 
So you make your plan to leave Fort Glarendar and with an hour of uh, hushed, or pardon me, rushed preparations, you're pretty much pitched out of the fort on horses with packs mostly secured to them. Like Eel and Gwalian wanted another hour to pack your packs just right, but got overruled. Um, and Goose is walking with a limp. Oh no, she's riding in a... Uh... A, a great, like, griffin feather stretcher <laughs> that I've put together. Okay. That apparently can be hitched up, a litter, thank you, old slow tiger, that can be hitched up to a horse. That should be fun. Rass on a horse. It's it's kind of like the part of a wheelbarrow. It worked. Uh, you've been given instructions that she is not to run for a 10-day. Um, good luck with that. Yep. <laughs> and uh, with that, you head out of Fortress Glarendar as the sun comes over the mountains. The shadow of Umbergoth lies dark before you. We'll have to see what happens next on Feats and Fables next week. <laughs> we did it we got through a combat yes <laughs> you got through about three combats you know i had this idea that i mean smart players would eat the elephant one bite at a time rather than chaining all the encounters at once but yeah. you do you you know how wildfire feel about feels about elephants <laughs> and i hope we learned something but I'm pretty sure we didn't. <laughs> I did. Oh, we'll jump off a building. That that was what I learned. Mm. Yes, yeah, that is that is definitely a thing. All right, All right. Larry, to that being, tell who's not to follow you if you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so let's say goodbye to our friends and fans. It was a hell of a night, wasn't it, folks? Thank you for joining us on this adventure. Please follow us on Twitch, subscribe on uh, YouTube, support us on Patreon even, or at least like us on iTunes. You can find us at Feats and Fables on all of these platforms. Roll20 is our virtual tabletop. Our music is by Kevin McLeod at Incomtech.com as served by Roll20. This music can be licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. We would like to thank our uh, our fans and listeners, particularly all of the new people who joined us recently and our good friends at GaryCon. But, and I'm going to have to put on the other music for this, but I really want to give a shout out to our new Twitch subscriber! <laughs> yes! For real. So that's so that's Chakuba, Tim C, and Alright. Looking to see you guys next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time to see what happens next and follow us to, to adventure! adventure!